You're a big Musk fan. Big Musk. Big big, Musk Grim- fan. big Grimes fan. You were actually musician saying who uh, does that song? Yeah, I remember that one time, Cam, where you were trying to argue that uh, uh, Elon Musk is doing too much to save the planet. That's right. You said, yeah. you said, guys, I think he's actually doing too much right now, and he yeah. should maybe take a little bit off of his plate. He's saving the easy. world. He is saving the world too much. His back's gonna break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you were really trying to defend this point vehemently. And uh, I could say we're in the room, probably what seven or eight other people in the room. You were the only person taking a stance on this position. Yeah, and that's why uh, that that's why I was right because you, I'm not a sheep. Right, 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 right. Because you, Cam, you, you. Now you're one of these rare types who uh, can only be defined as unplugged. You're unplugged. Everyone else is still plugged in. Uh, I think so. I think yeah. that's a term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this that means is that you. I'm not. That means that I'm not in. Oh god, I sneeze. Oh, it's a big sneeze coming up. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope nothing happens. Oh, it didn't happen. I hope nothing oh. happens. I know. Ah, kill me. Nothing's more embarrassing than when you're about to sneeze. You let everybody know you're about to sneeze, and then you don't sneeze at all. You're just ah, 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 ah. Surprise. It's a joke. It's a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. You're on my YouTube channel. What's up, YouTube? Welcome to my channel today. What's up, YouTube? Hey, everybody on YouTube. What's up? Today, we're going to be pranking my sister. We're going to be pranking my sister. Quick cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts. Quick cut, quick cut. Anyway, before we get into anything, make sure you smash that subscribe button, hit the bell, uh, make sure we get those latest notifications. And this week's episode is brought to you by uh, Hola VPN. Do you, do you like uh, having your internet browser history uh, open and everyone can see? If not, a uh, huge thanks out to the sponsors. Um, anyway, we're going to do this prank. First, I'm going to make this video about 12 minutes long so I get the extra ad revenue. Kick it! Continuing tonight on two season of pop 96.7 on your two season a pod, 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 that's me. And that's um, me. it's a podcast hosted by the two of us. We're coming off on episode 89 here. 89. Any, oh, my uh, God. Uh, do, you have, do you have a favorite hockey player, Cam? Because as you know, Alexander every, McGillney. every single week, you will every tell single week, me. Haven't every missed it ever. single week, have not missed a single haven't one, Cam. Missed it. You come out hot with telling me what your favorite uh, athlete is to ever wear a number uh, of the episode. And 89. Alexander McGillney. Alexander McGillney. We only have 11 more of these. Uh, mind you, because I don't think any, you know, no no sports go on until a triple digit. Who's your favorite at 99? Uh, that one's tough. I would have to say Taco Fall, the seven foot six center for the Boston Celtics. Oh, that's a good one. Aaron yeah. Judge, another famous 99. Aaron Judge, another great number 99. Uh, so, you uh, know, we have things to pick from. Uh, hockey, I don't think many people wear that number. No, so. actually, I've actually, no, they don't wear it. Nobody wears no. number 99 in hockey. It's crazy. I've been watching hockey since approximately 2001. I have never seen a player wearing number 99. It's crazy. 
I've seen fans wear it. I don't I've know why. I've seen fans though. wearing it. I've seen the jersey. I've silly. seen the number hung up in the rafters of uh, of many arenas. That's probably why they can't. Be, Maybe. They, yeah. They, yeah. It's it's probably stuck up there. They don't. They can't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to wear ninety nine, and I think also uh, no one's allowed to wear sixty nine either. I think many leagues veto players wearing sixty nine because they know why they're wearing it. So it's the funny number because it's the funniest because it's the funny number exactly so uh i guess we yeah yeah you think leagues actually ban 69 i know that uh D- dennis rodman was when he was traded to either the mavericks or the spurs uh somewhere in the mid 90s he put in a petition to wear six, number 69 and they were like no pick literally any other number not 69 and uh, and that's the way that ended up going, I think. Wow, that's the uh, that's the NBA for you, strict bastards. Well, I, and I think in football it's a little more different because numbers are given out to positions. So, like, if you're an offensive lineman, there's only like 15 numbers that you can wear. So why is that? It's so uh, because one of the there's a rule uh, like an ineligible man downfield is a rule, uh, and so you need the numbers to differentiate. If a player is in the wrong position at a certain time, oh, yeah. What's that? What's that rule mean? That if you're like a linebacker, you can't like go and try and be a wide receiver at the same time. Yes, you can't do both at once. If you are, let's say, a linebacker, and for a play they have you lining up, you know, as a wide receiver, that's like a thing where you kind of like wave down the ref, like, "Hey, I'm here on the line. I'm a wide receiver right now," and they'll give you the thumbs up, like, "Okay, I got that." But, but uh, if you don't give that sign, then they can be like, that's an ineligible play. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, everyone would give the sign. But yeah, it's for a case. Yeah, if an offensive lineman makes it too far down the field. Yeah, then it would be an eligible receiver. How 10 yard penalty or whatever the or whatever the case might be. So that's why players are differentiated by numbers in the NFL. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So- soccer. I was reading this the other day about Aaron Judge. Apparently. Someone who wears a very high number is reserved for someone who's probably not going to make the team. So that's why it's very bizarre that he's 99. Yeah, well, yeah, and higher numbers look bad. If you want, your team's like 16 people. You mean you need to have somebody who's an 86? No, just stick in the top 20. Kind of like your house league hockey team. Nobody yeah, was do. nobody was numbers higher than... 17 because what I the think f- the high numbers look good on the back like 68 is a good number 68 is a good number a good jersey I so. number I think it looks good on the back I don't know but it's not about the number on the back it's about the uh, name on the front it's about the sponsor on the front <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not about the name it's about on the, the back. small adidas logo by yeah, my heart it's about it's about that's, the, that's it's about really the really little counts. nike logo about the little sun life logo uh I mean hell my favorite uh formula one racing team is the shell team is the shell gasoline team is it? Of course. I didn't think they had a team. Of course. I love a good petroleum company. Who's, and, uh, uh, who's their driver? I don't know. Oh, so you're just like a fake fan. But I No, but I love Shell Gas. That's the thing. Uh, okay. you know, like See, I'm a, I'm a I don't, can I don't guy. care about racing. I love Shell Gas. So, okay, if you, the, you roll up to gas stations, mm-hmm. there's five in a Which row. Which I'm doing all the time, by the way. Yeah, I know. You're five in a row. Okay, mm-hmm. all the exact same price. Yeah, and you go with Shell. Uh, if there's five in a row. 
Yeah, five in a row, but they're all the exact same price. Now, we'll see. Well, I know I would go with Esso, but Esso doesn't sponsor an F1 team right, you the go, way that Shell does. What's, which one's Esso look like again? E-S-S-O. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like their machines. I think Petro has the best machines. No, but see, but but Esso, you use the P... They're with President's Choice, so you get the PC Optimum points when you get gas. Gotcha. And the Shell Petro Canada, there's no food. There's no other uh, usage for those points besides a very self-contained point system. But Esso, mm. you can get points on gas and then spend that on chicken Perfect. at No Frills. Um, Petro Canada, if you use your RBC card, you get two cents off per liter. Yeah, but now I need to be an RBC guy. See, it's like... But Esso, I am. Well, you know, I mean, you and how many people? 70? Uh, I don't 80, know, maybe 000? a fifth of the country. We only have five banks, like probably about a fifth. You think about approximately one in five? Yeah, one in five people are probably with RBC. Yeah, I'd probably sense. more actually. Who like, if you think about it, I don't know any young person who's a Scotiabank customer. Like, get the fuck out of your Scotiabank. Are you serious? <laughs> well, yeah, Sco- Scotiabank. They hit their prime when it was all about the scene points. That was when everyone was behind Scotia, and then you hear that one guy who's like, I've got like 12 free movies. And it's like, that's probably because you don't go to the movies ever, is it? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) Like, Why'd you get a Scotia card (laughs) if you're not using your free movies, guys? Come on. Well, when you're a student, it's free, right? But then when you become an adult, it's like uh, like $10 a month. No, I think I get a... I think I pay $5 a month for my bank account. Yeah, I'm not sure what I pay. It's just sort of like it comes in and out or whatever, and you're just like, okay, that's the cost. That's, that's, that's the money. cost, I guess. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's the cost of not keeping tons of money around in cash in my house. Now, Cam, because that's because before you were doing uh, just stacks and stacks of cash underneath the mattress. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, that, uh, and that then worked, the, worked for a long time. Then the rodents came. Yeah. Yep. Now you Big don't problem. Big problem. Uh, I heard somewhere that Pablo Escobar's cash, something like millions were just eaten by rats. Oh, yeah? Which is pretty, in, in, yeah, in because when you have that much day? buried, yeah, well, you just have that much buried around that eventually rats are going to get to it and they just build nests. Well, that's the thing. You got to go to the Walter White method. You know, put it in those big, uh, big plastic barrels, those big rain barrels. Yeah. Rats can't get through that. Yeah, they can. Really? Oh, for sure. Rats can get through anything. 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 Well, especially when there's enough of them. What's it called when there's all those rats and they're all like gang banging? What's that called? I don't know. Uh, Kitchener? Yeah, yeah. Boom! <laughs> That's called Ottawa and, and, and Highway 85. Yeah. Uh, the only place I've ever found, uh, or the only place in Kitchener I actually found needles on the ground. Uh, Cam, really? that's some great news. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be somewhat common in Toronto, seeing needles. Not that I can say. Oh, we found a big bag of drugs uh, the other day at work, and that was super cool. But, um, what kind of drugs? Uh, there was definitely some cocaine in there. Nice. There was definitely some pills in there. You know, the Ooh. little straw to... Uh, was to, it, to was go- it separated? Yeah, it was like the cocaine was in one little pouch, and then the pills were in another pouch, and the straw, and the razor blade. It was very, like, nostalgic, almost. Like, it's... Or, like, rather, I don't do chemical, you know, pills and all that kind of crap, but it's nice to know that, like, the, the, the method for it to reach your dome hasn't changed. It's still that so, it's still that one razor blade 
to chop it up and that one little straw like like coke tech hasn't moved on right yeah no one's come up with um i once saw a guy with like a bullet thing i don't know if you've ever seen that no i don't think so 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 this was you know those things that are for sinuses that look like a chapstick bottle and then you twist it and then you sniff it yeah you yeah you it goes up your nose yeah i can picture that that he had one of those for coke oh that's cool so he would just like twist it and a little little pick me up and he uses like a little pressurized forces it up there i think i think you just twist it like it cracks a little bit kind of like a pepper shaker and gives a little bit and then you just wow little sniff little sniff yeah so i guess it has improved a little bit yeah coke tech yeah coke tech but i mean like old reliable you know Old reliable, just grow your grow your pinky fingernail real Ugh. long. <laughs> and start doing nails. bumps like there, Cam. Let's get into the show then, shall we? Uh, on that note, let's get into the show uh, this week by reviewing a little bit of last week um, because we got some notes. Notes, we got some notes. We got some notes. Notes, notes, we got some notes. Uh, we were talking about Eric Lindros. Of course, last week last week was episode eighty eight, if you can recall. Yes. Um, Eric Lindros, the Big E. That's what his nickname was. I was I was saying the Big O for some reason. I don't know why that was. Uh, he also he was also called the Next One. I missed that because he was supposed to be as good as Wayne Gretzky. Remember that? Um, never heard of the guy. Never heard of the. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Uh, what else were we talking about? Um, we're talking about getting your ID stolen. How often does it actually happen? Cam, you said a lot. I don't know. I was a little bit of a guess. <laughs> well, oh, well, you were the one who said it. Uh, in 2019, uh, about 14.5 million people in the United States were victims of ID fraud, which is about 1 in 15 people. Uh, but That's in the United, a lot. Yeah, in the United States, actually, identity, th- identity theft is more than twice more likely than the global average. It's probably uh, because they have that stupid system where, like, especially on credit cards. I don't know if you've been to the States anytime. Oh, right. You don't leave the country. I went to the States uh, when I was 21. I went, I went to a cottage a couple weeks ago, but that was just in Canada. But what are you talking about? So when they do their visa receipts or credit card receipts, Mm -hmm. it's not a chip technology. It's always a here's the receipt, and then you put the number you want on the bottom, and they've already scanned your card, then you leave. It's so weird. Okay. They do it a bit differently there. Yeah, which I don't understand how that doesn't get corrupted way more often. Well, well, apparently, you know, one in fifteen people—that seems pretty damn often. If it's Actually, more, if it's yeah. more than twice, twice more likely than the global average. But th- uh, yeah, I just feel like that would, ha- man. How easy would it be to just? Oh, I thought that one was a seven, and then charge the card. Yeah. It's that easy. Right? It's that easy, apparently. And that's why they're all getting frauded, because they're all dumbasses. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it's more common uh, to adults over 55. Next question. Uh, last week's episode of MacGyver uh, showed MacGyver um, helping, uh, <clears throat> what was the guy's name? Trumbo and his plantation yeah. uh, deal with an overcoming of um, soldier ants. Now, the question was do, do soldier ants actually eat people? 
can they actually eat people? Because in the episode, we saw three people die due to an enormous amount of these soldier ants, um, which are actually army ants. That's actually what they're called. They're an extremely powerful creature who can devour anything in their past or anything in their path. There is some very fun time-lapsed videos you can find online of ants devouring like a dead cow to, to like absolutely to the bone in a week. Or something. Wow. It is pretty cool to watch. It is pretty cool to watch. Um, but when it comes to actually human beings, there have been a few cases of soldier ants eating people to death. Um, but in every single one of these cases, there's like four of them. Uh, the victims were either infants or drunk. So it, it's like it, it it couldn't happen to you if you were you know like our, the photography guy who was standing at the top of the hill and he kind of fell and soldier ants that's that's not gonna that's not gonna happen anytime soon. You're saying it could though. It could if you well yeah in in all the cases that I could find they were either infants like three weeks old or drunk and then passed out. We had a story earlier I think on a headliner last night a few weeks ago where it was a drunk guy uh, got eaten by a snake in India. Yeah. Same kind of thing. You're so wasted no, and blacked out. No, he bit the snake back. Nah, I think this that was, was another. Story. This must be another story that I'm thinking of. Yeah, but either oh, way, but is, yeah. you would have to be so incredibly knocked out of it that you would have to sleep through ants eating you. Uh, sure, sure. So it's not going to happen anytime soon. If you are into these soldier ants, you're not going to die. Okay, good to know. Final, uh, final note from last week, Cam. You brought it up. Shout out to SEAL Team 6. The military alphabet, Cam. Start at A and go for me. Alpha, Bravo, yeah. Charlie, mm -hmm. Delta, Echo, um, uh, Fo Foxtrot, maybe C, E, F, uh, uh, Golf, um, uh, I don't know, H. Hotel. Hotel. Um, I'm so bad with the alphabet. H, <laughs> I is Indigo. India. No. India. Uh, are we doing this whole thing? I, well, you brought it up, Cam. These are your corrections. Juliet, Kilo, Lima, Mike, November, Oscar, Papa, Quebec, Romeo, Sierra, Tango, Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X-Ray, Yankee, Zulu. How many do you think you'd be able to get? I actually know oh. a fair amount of them. Uh, I actually knew a fair amount of these already. I knew I knew Just them all, cause. but I wouldn't be able to pull them. I knew. I mean, I was pretty impressed that I was able to get to. Uh, you got H. up to you got up to H, you know, without any uh, without, without any. even. And I, that's pretty good for even getting up that high in the alphabet for me. I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, A to H. That's pretty tough. That's yeah. one one more than the musical scale. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> well, I guess I'm a musician too. I guess you're a musician too. Uh, that's all the notes we have for the week, though, Cam. Okay, great. Well, off to a, 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 a rickety rockery start. Let's hope we hope we get none next week because everything's gonna be perfect this week. You think so? No. I think we've already probably had three mistakes, <laughs> at least. All right. <laughs> well, um, speaking of mistakes, I got a new game for you that uh, it's filled with mistakes. I can't wait. All right, cameras. And this one's called Lost in Translation. Now, I'm sure we've all seen uh, movies sometimes when they get brought over from different countries. You'll get the subtitles that just don't really make much sense because they get a little lost in translation. So, Cam, what I've done this week is I've pulled three extremely famous movie quotes for you. Now, I would say, Cam, what movie quotes are these from? And you'd go, no problem, easy. Well, how about... If I translate it 
from English to Zulu, back to English to Zulu to Hindi to Romanian to Afrikaan and back to English. Will you be able to figure out what that line is? Was this a specific set of Google Translates? And each one has a different, like, uh, yeah, each one has a different, gone through a different washing machine. <laughs> I like that. I like that term, but uh, I'm scared for the answer. All right, cameras. Well, we got three, and uh, I'll give you the, the line, and then we'll go down the list with hints if we can't get it. All right? Okay. First quote, I promise he won't be able to stay. I promise he won't be able to stay. Yeah, see, this is the worst, right? Because language is fucked, and but or it's not language is fucked. It's English that's fucked around and all the other languages that make sense. I mean, yeah, you can look at it that way. The right? It's like getting. It from- it's like it's like getting into getting into bed. You don't climb inside of the mattress. Right. You get on top of a sheet and below another sheet. So really, you're getting in the sheets. You're not going. You don't go to bed. You go to your bedroom. See, it's English that is the problem. Uh, and especially if you bring it outside of Latin languages, that's where it gets ugly. So we went for this one, Zulu, Hindi, Romanian, Afrikaans, and back to English. So clue number one, Cam. Okay, wait, say, wait, say it again. Say it again. Sorry. Say it again. I promise he won't be able to stay. I promise he won't be able to stay. So maybe like an I swear. 19- oh, yeah, yeah. I, may, I, I might need a, a hint. So 1972 is your first hint. That's when the movie was. 1972. Like is it? Clip? I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. You got it. <laughs> I got it. We're talking Godfather, right? That's the Godfather. Marty okay, Brown. so it, I promise. Say it again. I promise he won't be able to stay. I, he, I promise he won't be able to stay. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Uh yeah, well that's a weird one. That is a it's weird, weird one. It's weird, yeah. It's a weird one. Alright, Cam, let's go on to our second one. This one has gone from English to Italian to Pashto, Portuguese, Vietnamese, and back to English. <laughs> In the evening. I've never heard of three I I haven't heard of three <laughs> of those languages. I didn't even know they existed. I didn't even know Google Translate had an option for that. Yeah, neither did I. Alright, next next line. In the evening, little friends. In the evening, my little friends. Okay, maybe it's something like good night. Good night. 1983 film. Okay, 1983. Good night. Say it again. In the evening, little friends. In the evening, little friends. Good night. Okay, I need a I need a second clue. Second clue, machine gun. I guess say hello to my little friends. You got it. Or my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, say hello to my little friend. God, I wonder how that turned to in the evening. I'm, yeah, well, I watched it slowly degrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay. In okay. The evening, little friends, and third one. This one went from Mongolian to a. Zoha to Maori back to English. So are you just picking randoms at, uh, languages at random within Google Correct. Translate? Okay, thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, Cam. Your quote is Honestly, sorry. I don't care. Uh is that frankly my dear, I don't give a damn? 
Yes. Three for three. <laughs> three for three. And that concludes the game of Lost in Translation. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We'll have to play more of these. Uh, we'll have to play more of these in the future. You know, uh, treading treading the water of Ccam. I'm. I would be more scared to play this game or for you to play this game. Because it could be like a, to me, I'm like, everybody knows this, uh, this famous movie line. Yeah, and you'd be like, then, we're going to need a bigger boat. I'm like, yeah, never heard of never it. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Marlon Brando, who's that? Is he player for the Yankees? <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy, yeah. It would be, be a little bit dangerous for me to play it, uh, or for, sorry, rather, for you to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I just went on like uh, top hundred movie quotes of all time as a good starting point. Mm-hmm. So I'm like these should be these should be home runs. But I mean, if a bunch of them I had never heard of too. I haven't seen. Which, I've <laughs> never seen Gone with the Wind. I just know that quote, or I just know it to be the last line from the film. Because everyone freaked oh, out. Oh, is that the last line? It's the very last line, and I think people freaked out because they said, "Damn, that was the big, the big reveal." That they said the word, you know, because it's 1951 or whatever, and they said "damn" on in, on the big screen. Okay, I think that was the so big takeaway. So I have the top five movie quotes of all time. That's number one, actually. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I, um, can can I can I, gone with the wind. Can I guess wanna, what yeah. the the rest of the five in no particular order? Yeah, sure. Because I, I mean, I, you know, it's it's an arbitrary thing if it comes down to top five. I'm gonna have to say, fucking, you can't handle the truth. It's got to be up there. Uh, no. What? It's not. No. It's well, not then the I'm done. Five. I'm done. Because my next one, my next one was probably gonna be, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, no. Nope, <laughs> God damn it! What movie are these people watching? I don't know, Cam. I, I guess I got nothing. They're all in like they're all before 1972. Yeah, it's all in that like golden age of Hollywood. Yeah type of crap yeah so, as if number, like another two, good movie hasn't come out since then yeah obviously it's not obviously not uh, next one is i'm gonna make him an offer you can't refuse or uh as some would say some would say yeah <laughs> uh my in the evening in the in the evening good night <laughs> yeah whatever that was uh third one you don't understand i could have had class i could have been a contender i could have bid somebody instead of a bub which is what I am, Terry Malloy or Marlon Brando and On the Waterfront. I have never heard that quote in my life. I've heard the quote, never seen the movie. Okay. Uh, next one, this one's pretty famous. Toto, I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Classic, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And number five, he is looking at you, kid. Nah, that's another Rick good one. Rick Blaine, Humphrey Bogart's. Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, that's another good uh, one. But anytime you find a list like that, even you go to something like IMDb, like yeah. you know, there's there'll still be six movies in the top ten that were all that all came out before 1961, and you're like, guys, come on, there's got to be, you know, we got to change the definition of what this good might be. <clears throat> I mean, what do you, and you know, it's you know, being all cyclical. I mean, if you were to ask somebody under the age of 40 right now. What is a more memorable quote? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Or I love lamp. They will probably pick I love lamp. Yeah, it's a way better quote, right? Isn't it way like you know? It, it, it's just one of those. And then in forty years, it'll be I don't know, fucking something Timothy Chalamet said in some shitty movie. You know, it's uh, 
those sorts of lists are seemingly arbitrary. Yeah, and there's so many from those movies that are just like, oh, you know, you definitely should watch this, but I'm never going to. Absolutely not. Gone with the Wind. Nope. Um, Midnight Cowboy. Nope. Sunset Boulevard. Nope. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Not going to ever watch it. I've seen Silence it. Don't Lambs. need to watch it again. Well, Signs of the Lambs. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Number one should be What's in the Box. Well, number one should obviously be What's in the Box. It's one of the easiest quotes. Box. Involves Brad Pitt, and it's the confusion of what is in the box. What is in the uh, box? This one's good. Uh, tax. I'll, I'll see if you can guess it. Travis Bickle, taxi driver. I'm just like, you're looking at me? You're talking to me? There's nobody else here. You must be, must be looking at me. You're talking to me? Fasten your seatbelt is going to be a bumpy ride. Oh, man, there's so many I just have not heard of. E.T. Phone Home, classic. Lots of good stuff here. Anyway, I'm going to get too distracted if I keep looking at this cam, so I'm going to close the tab. Close it, baby. Wow. You get too distracted wow. too much. Yeah. Um, for the sake of time, because I know that uh, today we got shit to do, let's, uh, let's jump into a time in the past again. Speaking of movie and television... Let's go back to a man who uh, is a one-hit wonder in television, but what a hit he was. That's right, everyone. It's time for a MacGyver in Five. MacGyver in Five. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. MacGyver in Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. Because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of Mac. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Cam. You summed it up pretty well there. Thanks. Cutting in your own theme music, too. Thanks, Dad. That's right. Because uh, as the weeks right. of this podcast go on, uh, so do the weeks of the action. Just like the years of our lives? Just like the years in our lives, which might be our next show. Uh, you know, just like the weeks of this podcast go on, so do the weeks on, in the life of Special Agent MacGyver. The United States... What is he? We I have no idea. They have not yeah. said what he does specifically they within the government. They haven't made it extremely clear his job, but and the first he gets episode he had like somebody he called to almost like like Michael Knight did uh, with Devin. But now there's not that does not exist, and now he yeah, just kind seem of to be a hierarchy. There's no hierarchy in whatever happens. But every single week but we recap. people seem to know him though. They're like we can't let MacGyver over here. He'll he seems to have a plans. friend all over the world. Uh, yeah. And although we don't know who he's working for, every single week he finds himself in a new exotic location, solving um, one of the world's uh, some of the world's problems, some of the world's biggest problems. And this week uh, was no different because we have episode seven here for you, but. The key is we only have five minutes to do it. Uh, Cam, I'm kicking off this week's episode, and uh, you're going to uh, take it from there. That sounds about right. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. All right. Let's bring you Timers. episode seven, The Last Stand. Five, four, three, two, and we open. 
the mountain desert of Sparrow Lake, where Mac arrives for a little rest and relaxation. He finds himself at a local diner uh, beside a small airport. When he arrives, a man greets him, and the man's secretly holding an assault rifle behind his back, and inside the diner feels to be a tense situation. Uh, the armed man walks into the diner behind Mac, and we see a another man, a well-dressed man, in there with him too. Mac asks for a cup of coffee, and the waitress hands him a cup full of coffee with the words HELP written on the inside of it. The man in the suit is named Terry, and his gunman took the di him and his gunman took the diner hostage a couple hours ago, um, waiting for an escape flight out. Nathan Wheeler arrives with an armored van inside, um, with a man locked inside of the van. Uh, the, pl uh, the bad guys plan to just blow off the door, killing the man, but since the door is locked, they plan... Um, Mac plans to maybe I can create a blowtorch using a bicycle and some rust, apparently, to blow off those doors safely. He blows off the door safely, but the bad guys end up shooting the man in the van anyways. Uh, so Mac and another prisoner, uh, very grimly have to dig this man's grave. Back in the diner, the guys are continuing to count their cash when they get a call from their escape plane saying that he is having some electrical failure and Mac might just be the guy to fix it when he arrives. Um, they go off looking for parts. Uh, Mac knocks out one of the henchmen uh, so he can really kind of begin his plan to save us all. And of course, it wouldn't be a MacGyver plan if it didn't involve making a bomb of some kind. So he makes a bunch of bombs using all of the advice that I'm sure he got from the anarchist cookbook and cam we kick it off to you yes so macgyver uses some newspaper lighter fluids and some rocks uh, of some sort or some kind of chemical compound to wrap up these bombs that look like spring rolls uh, from there he creates five bombs throwing the first to create a diversion of some sort uh, while him and his ragtag team use an old fire truck to escape the scene uh, using it to spray the bad guys who are chasing them on dirt bikes they end up crashing the fire truck where Mac and Kelly are kidnapped by the banditos who bring them back to the lounge before the plane arrives. Uh, they toss Mac and Kelly in the deep freezer to die, which only gets Mac's brain cooking. After some romantic banter slash filler, Mac removes the doorknob of the freezer, stuffs it with newspaper, and creates a funnel from the light to the doorknob to melt a block of ice, freezing the lock, expanding the area within the lock, and breaking them free. While the bad guys are fixing their plane at gunpoint with uh, their engineer, Mac finds an RC plane with a bomb strap, which he made earlier, uh, attached to the plane, and uh, flies the RC car into the plane, creating, again, just a small distraction, not really any damage at all, just a little bang. Uh, the bad guys all realize that he is out of the freezer and split up looking for him, giving Mac the perfect opportunity to systematically disarm and knock them out. Never to kill them or to use a gun, because that's not good on television these days. As the bad guys try and leave on their plane, Mac jumps on the back of an aircraft while his helicopter pilot friend gives chase to one of the other hoodlums, knocking him down in a rather impressive stunt. Uh, there's some pandemonium going on behind the plane while he is uh, getting shot at while hanging on the tail of it and he eventually rips the pilot out of the plane, disarms him, and the world is safe again. We have so much time left. I find a lot... <laughs> this is the earliest one that's ever happened. I find a lot of the... or a few of these episodes now, a lot of the action is the montage of him making the fun stuff. Yeah, it's like every like, week there's like 10 minutes of just fun montage of him making stuff, which must mean why we have 
a minute plus to go. The, the clock is still the clock is still going. We're still yeah, allowed. To... I feel like I didn't I didn't really miss any details there either. I'm looking we, like no. this is pretty much everything that happened. But it's the, <laughs> there's these montages that last for 15 minutes a week, especially with no opening gambit. Yeah, the opening gambit's important. The opening gambit really kind of sells uh it kind of kind of sells it for us. God, we still have 30 seconds. We need to keep going. We are contractually obligated. Yeah, so what's up with these little bombs that he uses that don't do anything? They just make like a little pop and it's like, "Oh boy." But I think like, it's no make, damage. but I think it's making the bomb is the fun part. Because yeah, kids but, like, at home bombs don't know are how just so useless. Kids at home don't know how to make bombs, right? So it's fun to watch somebody making a bomb using household and he always makes bombs too. Yeah, I think we are, well, we're seven weeks straight of him making a bomb of some kind. Yeah, well, I hope it continues. How much time you got there? Yeah, we got, we got four seconds left. Can't wait. Tune in, All folks. Right. Episode eight next week. Here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like time to kill on that one. Yeah. See, yeah, uh, Knight Rider didn't have as many montages. I think that's what it was. Well, no, they did. Driving montages. But even though their driving montage would have like action within it that could be described. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe I mean, Cam, maybe this one's on us. We need to uh all of Mac's little intricate things, all of his inventions, we need to very much so like detail every single bit that's happening. Okay, yeah. I right? Cuz yeah, well. cuz I just said yeah, he made the he made a uh, blowtorch using a uh a bicycle and some rust, but maybe I need to explain what he explains to us, right? Cuz he was shaving off the rust and the chemical within the rust and then the boom and then this that oxygen pff, Maybe that's on us to uh, maybe be a little more thorough. All right. Maybe. Maybe. Or, nah, we'll see. We'll see how next week goes. Well, Tune in next week. Tune in next week, folks. Because, I mean, yeah, if we're cutting this off at 3.37 uh, <laughs> every single week, then it's got to be on us, and we got to change what we're doing. Okay. Well, that was uh, that's something. Um, great. Well, uh what else we got? I mean, I feel like we're, we're, we're plowing through this pretty quickly. Should we, should we jump into our last game of the evening? Why are we jumping our last game? I know you have to be out by two, so I just want to make sure that we're... No, we got time. time. Okay. We I got thought time. We're, we're sharp. Okay. No. Cool. You, right. Cam, you're um, just rushing along the show. Normally, you're telling me about... I'm telling you about all kinds of You're telling shit. me about literally everything that's happened in your life. Oh, I got a story for you. There we go. Um, See, that's on the shirt. The, sh the, okay. the first two seasons pod shirt is is your face saying, oh, I got a story for you. I got a story for and you. And then that's it. So, yeah. Fans listen for the stories and the games. So yesterday, me, uh, Dan, Jeremy, and Mike go golfing. And seventh hole, we line up, and there's there's been these two people in front of us, like dad and son, who are in a cart just two of them and we keep catching up to them like they're so bad at golf which is frustrating to sit behind and watch someone tee off and do like five yards you're like great you have a cart like you should be flying ahead of us anyway uh we line up in the ninth hole and now they've joined the group in front of them because i guess they know them um and now it's like seven people or like probably six or seven people in this group so they tee off, they go, they're at the green, right? I think it's a, the green is two or 270 or no, about 300 yards Okay. away, right? Um, I hit my first drive. They're on the green. There's par four, never going to hit them. Just smash it. And I go like kind of into the trees. I'm like, fuck. All right. That's probably gone. So I'll hit a provisional. Hit it as hard as I can. I'm like, holy fuck. 
I call out four because I'm getting somewhat close to the green. We're like, all right, whatever. The other two guys hit, just smash their balls too. And then we roll up and we're like, all right, where's our balls? They're 10 feet from the green. Like we all hit the best drives of our life. <laughs> and the one guy looks up and he goes, are you guys fucking stupid? And we're like, yeah, we're sorry about that. He goes, you almost hit us four times, four times. And we're like, yeah, I didn't hit that far. He goes, you fucking did. You fucking did. And we're like, yeah, we're kind of in the wrong here, but you guys are also really bad at golf and you should be impressed because those were the best drives I've ever seen in my life. Right. It's their fault. A little, not really, but it's their fault that they almost like got hit by your drives when they were on the green. Four, four drives. Yeah, four. See, if it was one, it's like, oh shit, that guy overshot. But then after you almost hit the green, shouldn't that have been a warning for the other guys? Like, oh wait, maybe we should all wait for them to get off the green. But the thing is, it was like it was, we couldn't see them on the green. Okay, like we yeah, didn't see just, where the balls landed, so yeah, it's just it like horrible. you smash it. You're like, okay. It might be somewhat close up there, but then we got there. We're like, wow. Like, what are the chances that three guys who normally like two of them slice into the woods all hit per best drives of their life? Like three in a row best drives of their lives. I mean, that's the scariest part, right? You know? Yeah. You you, you see somebody 250 yards away. You're like, I'm ne- I've never hit 250 in my life. I yeah. probably never will hit 250. I'm just gonna drive it, and the next thing we you calculated know, calculated it. We, we had 270 you know, yard drive. You drive 275 and you clonk somebody on the fucking head, you yeah. know. But then you realize you're like, why are you guys in a group of seven all in the green? Yeah, I guess that's not the, really uh, their fault. But I like to, I like to give them a little bit of like, mm, you guys should hurry up your game too. It's a mix of the two. No, you know, you yeah. are probably more to blame more than in the these wrong, other people are. <laughs> little slightly in the wrong, yeah. But they were not happy with us. Did, anyway, they, did, they, uh, did they let you? Did they let you play through after? Ah, uh, that was the ninth hole. So. Oh, so you guys were done. Yeah, we were. We were laughing about it the whole time home. We're like, we should have told me to get them drinks in the clubhouse, then just left. <laughs> <laughs> they're wait. They're waiting at a table for like twenty five minutes, waiting for you to show up. You just never show yeah. up. Yeah, well, it was. Uh, it was something fun. Then we went to Oktoberfest after that. It was How a was great that? Time. Uh, it was good. It was a little bit weird because it was COVID, so you had to sit at your desk. There was no dancing. Um, oh, yeah? A little, co- little, little indoor COVID party? Yeah, a little indoor COVID party. That's fun. So you had to sit at your thing. Uh, you went and got your food. The food was delicious. Uh, beer was good, but it would just be nice. The band was the best part because it's like a traditional German band to just the songs that you're going to pick up on really quickly. It's just like... You know, he'll go, okay, everyone, you start like, oh, and then he's like, everyone do that with me now. And then everyone does it. And you're like, ah, we're having fun. Right. Right. Having fun. Yeah. Having fun in there. Well, that's great. I always thought Oktoberfest was later and I didn't think it was er- so early October. Uh, it goes throughout the month. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just a big thing. Oh, that's of yeah, course, I like guess. Yeah. Every Friday and Saturday for a bit. Well, that's not bad. You're not going to, you're not going to get like that many people out to get hammered on a Tuesday. Right, 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 right. Or at least, I mean, yeah, you could, but... You would only get, like, students, if anything. Yeah. A little bit expensive. Cash only, too, which was kind of weird. Especially in, like, I don't know, today's society. That they just did not accept cards. But cash is sometimes fun, too. I think we spent, Yeah, that like is bizarre. 80 bucks. Ooh, baby, that's a fucking night out i mean not each like total 
Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. I thought you spent 180 bucks like each. I was like, wow. No. I'm trying to think the last time. Like, what was the most amount of money I last spent out at a bar? Dude, I used to remember guys from university who would be like, I spent like $300 at the bar last night. I'm like, how? Like, wh what mistakes compiled you to get to a $300 bill? Well, first of all, I bet right there, there's the immediate amount of uh, young white person hyperbole. They didn't spend three hundred dollars ah. at the bar. They spent like three hundred dollars, which is probably more like one eighty. Uh, <laughs> and it's the shots. Shots are always what cost money like the most, right? Because you never just is buy it? a shot for yourself the way you just buy a drink for yourself. That's a good you point. look around at the six, seven, eight, nine people. You're like shots for everyone, and then that's nine times. You know, that's four. That's fifty dollars in shots right there, and then you know. That's a good on, point. Yeah. On top of the rest of the tab in which I've never, occurred. I've never been shots guy though. I've never been the guy to be like, we're getting shots for everyone, and that's mostly because I just don't like doing shots. Now, if I'm at the bar and someone's like, we're doing shots, I'll do it, but I don't want to be the uh, initiator. Partially because I don't want to spend fifty dollars for that one little, you know, moment in time, because I don't think it's really worth it. Yeah, I like it when shots are bought for me. I'm on the same page. I love that feeling. When it comes to buying shots, yeah, like at work, when we would leave work and you go to the bar afterwards, some of the managers would oftentimes buy, you know, shot of whiskey, shot of tequila for everybody there. There's like yeah. 20, 25 people there. They would do it. They're the managers. Hey, thanks, everybody. You're all doing great. But right. Except you, Jim. You fucking yeah, except suck you. Tonight. You suck. But there's also this thing where it's like not everybody likes shots, like you just said. Right? So you don't want to, you know, if I'm buying shots for a round of people... I need to make sure that, like, all of these shots are going to be accounted for, right? I'm not just, I didn't just do a count of all the heads and be like, oh, I'll take 15 shots and then seven people, like, oh, I don't want one. Well, like, well, then why the fuck are you here? Yeah, we know what we're doing here. We know what we're doing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like if you walked into, like, a sex house and you're like, oh, I, you know, I'm okay. And you're like, then get, then get out. Yeah, like, which Cam, you keep making the mistake. You're accidentally walking into these sex houses, uh, just thinking it's a. Is that okay? What's a bathhouse? Is that the same thing? I think a bathhouse is where you ba bathe yourself. I don't know because I was looking this up the other day, um, that, or I was reading the restrictions in Ontario, and there was something about like, for you need to like show your proof of vaccination at strip clubs at bathhouses and something else. I'm like, what is this bathhouse thing? I feel like a bathhouse is just like, yeah, it's where, you know, people go to have most likely anonymous gay sex. Um, but, you know, it's sort of, you can't call it like an anonymous gay sex house. Yeah. So you just kind of call it a bathhouse. Interesting. But yeah, same hmm. thing. No one's going there to bathe. Gotcha. Yeah, like okay. I feel, I feel like if you're like, going to a bathhouse, like if you need to bathe, you probably go to the local YMCA. I feel like that's a much, right. you know, they have, probably have showers and stalls and soap. Where a bathhouse, right. like there's kind of cum on the walls. Everywhere. Gotcha. There's a guy who so, probably squeegees the cum off the wow. walls and the floors. Because people are just okay. blowing their loads all over the place there. Hmm. Interesting. All this is all hearsay I, also. I, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I I've never been. I went to a bathhouse in Turkey. Uh, no, Greece, when I was in Greece, but it was an actual bathhouse with no, no one was getting J-O'd uh, or anything. It was nude, but no one was getting, 
jerked off. Uh, okay, so wouldn't that just be the same? Isn't it kind of just like a spa then? It's like a spa. Yeah. It's more okay. like a spa, but with a bath. You know, when it's steamy. Oh, like, okay. I'm just looking at this now. Um, a top 10 bathhouses in Kitchener. So it's like, the it's just spas. Millcroft Inn and Spa. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, but maybe bathhouse is like the overarching term or something. What? They have a detox wine beer bubble bath, a private wooden room with a deep. Yeah, okay, you're right. It's for it's for fucking. It's mostly just for anonymous sex with many with many partners unprotected. That's my guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know how that like seedy underworld works with the legalities because I know there's definitely places where you can get. Um. Well, like happy ending massages like that exists in Canada for sure mm-hmm. I've heard of people going to those in Toronto but I don't know how that works you like, have friends bragging to you about a friend of a friend kind of thing who's oh, like okay. oh yeah this guy went to a so it's he probably told a little bit of confidence and then he's like this fucking sicko <laughs> this weirdo see what's yeah. weird about the because I picture like it's a massage so you're lying down and I feel like it would just be like lying down on the massage table would be a very uncomfortable way to just get a hand job. Does that make sense? Uh, like a, like a massage table, you know, it's not like you're in a large sprawling bed or, you know, yeah. with lots of you're on a probably a very, you know, hard massage table. Massage tables aren't really that hard. No. They're pretty soft. Hmm. No. Um they often have like quite a bit of cushioning on them. And um, holes too, where you put your face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When's the last time you got a massage? Well, if you're lying on your back, you can't. the The face hole means nothing if you're getting jo. Oh no, it holds your head better because you can lift it up and it snaps it forward. It's not just like a, a table. No, but I'm saying there's probably no difference between the massage table and then the happy ending massage table. Those are the exact same no. tables. Yeah, I'm just saying right? massage table is not that uncomfortable. So you're lying on your back. Looking straight up into the air, feet up, like toes pointing up. Yeah. You can't sprawl. You can't, you know, yeah. if you need to stretch your legs when you're getting a handy. No, just keep your legs nice and straight. And someone will just be standing beside you. See, the whole thing, Quietly. the whole thing just feels. Yeah, it just, just seems a little weird. It just feels a little bizarre. Yeah. I'd hate to be uh, like someone who works at a spa and then just get asked that constantly. Like, do you guys have happy endings here? And you're like. Do I need to put up a sign or something? That I'm sure says there no are. I'm sure endings? there are many signs at uh, you know some massage some actual massage parlors where like this is not a happy ending place. Uh, but the, yeah, but the thing is, like, none of them should be because I don't think happy endings are legal at massage places. That's a good question. I have no idea right? regarding the. I have no idea uh, about the legality behind it all but if you're filming i, I, but if I you're would filming imagine because if, if, if prostitution is illegal right mm-hmm. then that would just be a form of prostitution but if you're filming it maybe then it can be considered pornography uh, and that's allowed i guess you're paying you're paying a pornographic actress for a film that you will distribute maybe if there's consent on all parties that it's going to get distributed like if you, I don't know. Like if a cop bursts down a hotel room door where a prostitute and someone is having sex, that's illegal. But if they're filming it for porn, 
Does that make it legal? These these are the questions of the 21st century. Honestly, these are these are these are some of the questions that we've been asking this whole time. This whole yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I might be in the notes and amendments section next week. Yeah, we'll have to. Not see. A, not not a mistake. Just a clarification. Just a clarification. See, Cam, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Let's uh, let's get into our final game of the week, then, shall we? Um, how's that sound? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're talk- I'm ready. <laughs> of course, you're ready, Cam. We're talking about a little edition of Headline or Asinine. Hey, 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 Headline or Asinine. The game's pretty uh, simple. Um, yeah, Leno used to, Le- or sorry, Letterman did it. For about 30 years with his headlines. Oh no, it was Leno. I think it was Leno. A lot of them did it. We ripped. We we rip a lot of our games off of games that Leno and Letterman did. Nope. Um, mostly, mostly our show is kind of a condensed segments version of their show, and this one's no different. I- I so, thought my uh, translate game was pretty fun. That was fun. That was fun. But I'm sure like Craig Davidson was doing it or something, right? <laughs> right? I don't know who that is. One of the lesser known uh, or, you know, Kimmel's doing it or something. But either way, uh, we have headlines. Sometimes they're real. Sometimes they're not. And more often than not, they're crazy stories. Uh, Cam, how about you kick this one off? All right. Nicholas Cage mistaken for homeless man thrown out of Vegas bar. Ooh, um, Nicholas Cage once again had to leave Las Vegas, um, but this time for real. Uh, I, I do. I did see a movie poster of his recently where he looked particularly disheveled, um, and I feel like the fact that it was Nicholas Cage really bumps up the headlineness of it all because really. Like, a bar shouldn't be kicking you out just because you're homeless, right? If you, even if you, it doesn't matter how you appear, if you walk in and slap cold hard cash on the bar, they, they're gonna treat you, right? But if Nicolas Cage came into a bar, did nothing, paid nothing, and just wanted water, yeah, that might be an excuse to be like, hey man, you can't stay here, not because of what you look like, but because of... You're not treating this bar as a bar. You can't just walk into some place. You can't walk into a restaurant and not get food. Like, if you want to not get food, go to the library. Because you can also just sit there for an extended period of time. Um, so I'm going to say this is a headline, but it's a little misleading. Uh, not really that misleading. A little bit. He was mistaken for a homeless man by many of the patrons there because he didn't have shoes on. And he was dressed very bizarrely and it was stinking drunk. Now, the people who actually owned the bar were very aware that uh, he was not homeless because he was buying very top-shelf whiskey and tequila. Nice. Now, he was uh, getting in trouble basically by yelling at the staff trying to pick up fights. And there's video online showing where he was unable to get his flip-flops back on his feet uh, before staggering and shouting at the different waitresses and patrons of the restaurant. He was uh, predominantly kicked out afterwards, uh, but the main part is he just looked so disheveled, people thought he was actually homeless. Yeah, and I guess this is another one of these things where, like, he broke one of the two rules that most food and drink establishments have. Wear your shoes? No shirt, no shoes. 
Like if you mm. if you break one of those two rules, they probably have good reason to like ask you to leave, and then especially harassing patrons and employees. Yeah, Nicholas Gay. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I, I know like Nicholas Cage. Well, I mean, Con Air, Face Off. Yeah, gone in sixty seconds. The Rock. That's a good one. Leaving Las Vegas, Moonstruck, but no, nothing, nothing else. He's got ten. Right. He's got ten good movies, I'll say. All right. What was that one that he was in? Uh, that was like what National Treasure. <laughs> that was a classic. Yeah, that's uh, yeah something. That's a movie. Okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner last night. Um, cops seize enough opioids to kill fifty million people. How many is that? That seems like a lot of opioids. 50 million. Man. Are they babies? Um, <laughs> Kill 50 million babies. Oh, no. My baby's on opioids. Oh, no. My baby. No, my baby. Uh, yeah, oh, I guess no, it's a baby. pretty big drug bust. That Just the number isn't a real thing we got to think about. 50 million people? Uh, now the thing about drug bus is they always go by sh- like they're like this has two billion dollars in street value like yeah these guys were definitely not street level dealers like there was no chance they were it's worth that maybe on the street yes you can look at it that way but they were getting a paycheck for a quarter of that amount if they sold all this so that's always a little bit deceptive now when it comes to this I think they probably also bump up those numbers a little bit just like uh, what did you call it before that white guy hyper uh, hyperboles what, um, a white person hyperbole yeah white person hyperbole so it sounds like a little bit of that I'm going to say that number is just a little bit too large uh, at 50 million so I'm going to call asinine Cam this is a headline here for you and the math kind of makes sense on all of this this is a story out of California where a 30 and 27 year old were each charged with four felony counts of possessions of a controlled substance the substance in question is called uh, carfentanil carfentanil Ooh, that stuff's bad yeah um, which is a synthetic opioid which is 100 times more powerful than fentanyl and 10,000 times more powerful than morphine. Uh, even a couple nanograms of carfentanil could be considered lethal. For relation, a fatal dose of fentanyl is 2 milligrams. Uh, and so, yeah, 2 to 3 nanograms of carfentanil would be uh, deadly. In its own. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, this this couple in California, when police raided their homes and found 46 pounds of carfentanil, uh, which, as we know, you know, can be absorbed. You know, you don't have to ingest it. It can be absorbed through your fingertips, and you can kind of breathe in the, the air that's around it. And, yeah, so I guess kind of doing the math down, you know, if if two nanograms of carfentanil was, you know, divided up from this 46 pounds, yeah, 50 million people could have died. I guess if yeah, if you look at it that way, carfentanil yeah. is definitely. Uh, I'm glad those guys are off the street because we don't need any more people dealing carfentanil or just fentanyl in general. Yeah, I had never heard of. Uh, <laughs> is that a, is that a big is that a bold statement? Hot think, take coming out of Cam Leclaire. No it's, more fentanyl. It's like fentanyl. when Logan Paul said he's like, we need to put an end to school students. You're like, great man, glad you said it. I, Hot I was in very take. Much Hot yeah. take out of Logan Paul there. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of school. I'm shootings. tired of these school yeah, okay. shootings. They're they're killing our youth. It's like whoa, hot yeah, I'm, take. I'm calling an I'm calling an end to this. All hot right, you, take. You call that. Um. All right, cameras. Yedliner asinine. 
teachers' bonus checks are bouncing in Florida. Ooh, classic Florida story. Responsible for probably more headlines per capita than uh, are on this show. You know, if we have six headlines a week, at least one of them's got to be Florida related. You'd hope so. And uh, teachers' bonus checks are bouncing, you know, because, um, I mean, the entire Florida is one of those states where you hear that the uh, rising cost on the on the local medical system is so big that, yeah, they probably, you know, the state doesn't have money for things like teachers' bonus checks. And, you know, teachers are already put through the ringer. They got to buy their own school supplies sometimes. And, uh, you know, by now, aren't, doesn't American schools start in, like, August? You know, they're almost, like, done. <laughs> school in America uh, or you know they're almost done like that first kind of chunk of it or whatever uh, teachers checks bouncing um, this sounds yeah pretty easy pretty logical explanation I'm gonna say it's a headline it is a headline out of Tallahassee uh, where 50 different teachers in 20 different counties uh, had checks bounce because of a banking error, not because of insufficient funds. Although when they did try and cash them in, they did get the uh, insufficient funds message. Uh, turns out they got a $1,000 bonus check this week, and I it doesn't really explain why, but uh, apparently a few people did not get that check and were struggling to find the cash and were very concerned that the state of Florida had run out of money just like the U.S. government did. That's it? That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Cut and dry. Hey, it doesn't all have to be about drugs and and uh, yeah, it's not, nothing that crazy. It's just kind of uh, sometimes of it's not all about getting things st- shoved in your penis or having time. your father be your gynecologist. They're not all crazy. Cam, okay, I got yeah. a headline here for you. Headliner asked nine. Uh, mother renames her son after a tattoo spelling error. Jeez, Louise. I wonder what's more expensive is getting a fix of a tattoo, unless it's one that you can't fix, or to just change the legal document. Because if it was like a Zach and they put a K on it, and but the name was Z A C, and they're like, can we just change this real quick so it's Zach? Like, do you think it costs a lot of money to change your name? Uh, do I don't know. Just now we're talking about this the other day when it comes to um, like changing your name when you get married. Like yeah. how like how that works, you know. My mother loved the woman. She's had three last names in her in her life, uh, so she's really? had to go through that process twice. Uh, so who knows? Hmm. Okay, so it can't be that uh, hard to do or that expensive because people. Yeah, you're right. People do it all the time. Um, for that reason, I think they probably just added a letter where they shouldn't have, where they realize, okay, well, this is a lot simpler than trying to get this tattoo redone. He'll never notice it, um, and maybe we'll get a little bit of a press coverage because everybody loves getting covered by the press. That's a headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. A story out of Sweden where a little, little where after a little spelling error, a woman has uh, renamed her son. Uh, this is from Joanna Sandstrom, who was shocked when she looked at her fresh ink uh, that she got, you know, to uh, to name, you know, the name of her newborn Kevin, because it was actually spelt Kelvin, K E L V I N uh, with the extra L, and this woman didn't notice until she got home, and her husband said, "Does that say Kelvin?" Uh, she immediately returned to the shop to yell at the artist for the mistake, who apparently just laughed in her face. 
uh, offered her a full refund, but said uh, there was no photos of the tattoo or anything that I could find online. But he said offered a full refund, but he's like, that's all I can really do. I guess things, you know, not able to be covered up. Maybe the letters were too close together, what have you. Uh, so Joanna Sandstrom went through all the options of what it would be. Tattoo removal, tattoo cover-up. Um, but the price and potential pain all seemed to be a little bit too much. So she thought to herself and her and her husband, hey, it might just be easier to change the son's name to Kelvin. And so that's what they did. And now they love their son's new name. Uh, they feel like Kelvin is unique. And they've actually, uh, they actually think they like it better than Kevin. She has a new daughter on the way. She's eight months pregnant. Uh, they said, uh, she says she still plans to get a tattoo of their newborn daughter's name, but she will check the, she will double check the spelling, uh, before the ink is put on. Probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. I never told you this, um, but. I won't say who because they don't want people knowing they have a mistake for their tattoos. But I looked at someone's tattoo right after they got it and identified a mistake on it. Oh, yeah. And it never got corrected. And they were very upset about it. Was it a spelling mistake or? Uh, no, it wasn't a spelling mistake. It was a mistake of just like, I won't get into the crazy details of it, but it was a mistake that was, if you saw it, like you had to look into it and be like, oh, that doesn't make sense what's going on there. Like oh, kind okay. of, Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of like if you've watched Ink Master, they'll make they'll be like, "What's up with that whack ass hand? Why does it only have three fingers?" Right, all, Oliver of yeah. uh, Oliver Peck will come in and yeah. be like, "That's just whack. That's two left hands, or the toe looks weird." Yeah, stuff like that, where there's like you can have mistakes that aren't just writing. Writing's right. obviously the worst one, but you can have a lot of mistakes. Do you have any mistakes in your tattoos that you've noticed? No, no, no. I want to share with me. What do you got? No. Nothing? No. Well, I mean, obviously, you know. Anything, obviously, anything like disappointing in your tattoos? No, no, no. Like, obviously, like, I have an ornate dagger. And I've What's never seen I, I've never seen a dagger that looks like that, but it, you still look at it, and you're like, yep, that's a dagger. Or I, I have, I have uh, you know, the uh, leaves, right? The uh, cardinal standing on leaves. And the leaves are extremely perfectly shaped. One could argue that in nature, leaves are not that consistently perfectly shaped. Uh, but in the example of my tattoo, they are. So if you consider that to be uh, inaccurate, then maybe. Oh, I was thinking more like, yeah, this guy blew up my line work on something or oh. something like that. No, where... no, no. No? no. Ah, all right. It's okay. Um, I think it's my turn for the headline. I believe it is. Is it? Yep. Yeah. All right. Shaquille O'Neal announces his retirement from being a celebrity. Shaquille O'Neal, my favorite Irish actor. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> uh, hey, is no. it the Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I gotta oh, call. I saw him down at the pub. I gotta call bullshit Go on this one, just because you can't retire or like. It's one of those dumb headlines, Cam, that you pulled from BuzzFeed, because you can't actually retire from being famous, right? Like. Paul McCartney could close his doors and we'd never see and we would never see him again until the day he dies. Doesn't mean he's not extremely famous. And Shaquille O'Neal would be no different, right? Shaquille O'Neal could lock his doors, never be on television again, close his Instagram accounts, close his Twitter accounts. It doesn't mean he's one of the best players of bass like to ever play the game. Does not mean that he's just suddenly not 
the incredibly immeasurable force that he is. You can't just retire from being famous, Cam. So either you made this up or it's a bullshit BuzzFeed headline and it has the makings of both. Um, but I'm going to say it's asinine. This is a headline, uh, and it's mostly an article based on one quote that he gave to exactly, the New York yeah, Post. Yeah, yeah, bullshit yeah, bullshit BuzzFeed. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like how forty different uh, websites will come out with a report, which is just a quote from Joe Rogan on his podcast, and you're like, you made this into an article? It's just a, like it's three words, like him being like, I took ivermectin. Everyone's like, let's make a a two page article where we can get some ads on there. Um, anyway, his quotes here, and we'll just read it because that is the full story. And I'll try and do my best Shaquille O'Neal accent. Don't. These, these celebrities. Is that don't, okay? These celebrities don't, are going freaking. All right. Don't. These celebrities are going freaking crazy, and I don't want to be one. I denounce my celebrityness today. I'm done with it. I don't want to be in that category. Celebrities are crazy. They really are. Don't call me that anymore. These people are out of their freaking minds with how they treat people, what they do, what they say. That's never me. I don't want to be looked at that way. I came from nothing. But just because I made it doesn't mean I'm bigger than you, smarter than you. Well, he is bigger than you. Just because I have more money doesn't mean that I'm better than you. Better at basketball. He is I've better never than been us. That way. <laughs> and I would never want to be that way. So I don't want to be in that category of people. When they talk about Shaq, what do you say? He's a nice guy. But what else can he be to you? You're either really nice or you're an A-word. I definitely don't want to be looked at as an A-word. Weird that he said A-word instead of like Yeah, weird ass. that's where he pulled the out. Like ass is not the thing I got to say. I um, want people to say, bro, he's nice. He didn't have an entourage. His people didn't take my phone because I took a picture and threw it. And that's that's the full story. And then it's just like fluff around it. Like yeah, he did this I mean, the whole career. thing is fluff. Quite frankly, I don't give a shit if Shaq is nice. What I what I care about, I want to watch him break a backboard again. Yeah. I don't care like, how nice. I don't care how nice he is. I don't care if he loves his sons. I want to watch him just dem- that 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 uh that photo of him dunking on all five New Jersey Nets players in the NBA Finals. That's the shit I want to see. I don't give a fuck how yeah. nice you are. You can you can you that's, can miss that's out. What we signed up for. You can miss out on 18 years of child support. I don't care. I want to watch you play basketball. Uh, Cam, I got one more. And thank you. F- that was an extended quote. So thank you for not doing the Shaq accent. <laughs> a Shaq voice. Because that would have gone on for way too long. I don't think my Shaq voice is even that bad. It's probably but. It probably is, Cam. Um, I have one more here for you. Headline Rass 9. Uh, haunted house actor stabs 11-year-old while trying to scare him. Yeah, things can really get out of hand when uh, you have the power in your hands. Like, I don't know about your neighborhood, but some some guys used to have chainsaws in our neighborhoods when they're uh, doing Halloween, and they'd sit in the back and, ring, 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 and you're like, that's terrifying. Yeah, there was, have, a haunted, like, a there was a haunted house around us that did that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's spooky because they can cut you up real Chain good. off, obviously. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. It's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe, maybe the chain's off. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and as for like the stabbing, yeah, I could see just getting a little bit out of hand and he had like a knife to like, shouldn't you have a not sharp knife? He's like, it's not that sharp. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know, someone pops out around a corner. And he's like, ah, and then stabs him. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we should have used the fake knife, but we <laughs> used the real knives. 
And it's an old, uh, it's an old whodunit case because then he ran away and ends up we have a serial killer on the loose. <laughs> headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. Spooky season is here. It's right around the corner. Grab something pumpkin spiced. Uh, pretend that liking Halloween is a personality and spell season S Z N because now's the fucking time for you, you dumbasses. Especially if you're living in Berea, Ohio, and you attend the Seven Floors of Hell. Uh, which I didn't think it was seven floors of hell. I thought it was like the seven layers of hell or like something else, whatever Dante's Inferno was. Um, but the seven floors of hell horror experience is an experience like many others that you'll find around where actors are hired and they pop up to scare the patrons. And on this night, when an 11-year-old boy was walking through, a worker popped out holding a real Bowie knife. Um, and he tried to scare the kid. The kid was a little too cool for school, and he yelled back to the actor, That's fake. I'm not scared. So this is when the time where the actor started to drag the knife on the ground, you know, making that real scary (laughs) kind of noise. And that's when he accidentally made contact with the boy's croc sandal, stabbing him in his big toe. Uh, after the kid cried out, um, security brought him out to the first aid area, and they actually, him and his mother, actually finished the walk and later got a refund. Um, the uh, PR director for I the event... I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. The uh, PR director for the event said the actors are supposed to use rubber or foam weapons that they are provided with, and this actor was clearly in business for himself when he grabbed his own knife, and he was since let go. That's not it, though. The man was actually also criminally charged with negligent assault i didn't know that was a charge yeah well if you stab somebody like if you kill somebody by accident yeah is that is the quote it's from an accident uh, that's the that's from once upon a time right when jet or when uh bruce lee and brad pitt are there and bruce lee's like my hands are weapons if i kill somebody if i kill you by accident i'll go to jail and then brad pitt responds by saying if anybody kills someone by accident you go to jail it's called manslaughter <laughs> quote of the movie one of my favorites. Quote of the movie for me. Um, See that that one. If you would have had that in the translation game, I would have gone. Never heard it. That's also a little too. Are. There's a little. I mean, I did. I wasn't saying inside it baseball, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not showing you how the sausage is made there. Um, but yeah, I think if we're gonna play the Lost in Translation game, though, I think we need to be a little like it needs to be a little more like one line of a quote. Yeah. Not, you know, a back yeah, and forth. Yeah, because it could just get so ugly. Exactly. Like, as soon as it's a conversation. The ceiling like, computer Wolf. fan twice over three times since Sunday, Tuesday, punk. Yeah. Like, that's all right. Are you trying to say I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was uh, it. Right. That was our headliner last night, and that was our uh, that's the end of the podcast, episode eighty nine. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere, and everywhere. Um, we can't wait for uh, next week, episode ninety. Cam, pick out your favorite athlete uh, now, so you'll remember. Write it down, and uh, as we inch towards that episode one hundred. All right, and for folks at home getting ready for baseball season, never forget, the longest baseball game in history was eight hours and six minutes. I'm Cam McClare, going and trying to beat that record. (laughs) Take care, folks. Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod... 96.7 on your... (laughs) 
two season a pod, 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 two season a pod